0: Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee, Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty, and ThinkExodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, welcome to Keep the Republic. Daniel Bobinski here. And my guest on today's show is Celia Farber. If you read the book, The Real Anthony Fauci, then you read a lot about her and her research because Robert F. Kennedy Jr. quoted her a lot in that book. Now, I know some people in the audience might be thinking we should move on from talking about Anthony Fauci and the NIH and the CDC. But if you're tracking headlines overseas, then you, like me, will be saying no, because we're in a low-key, slow-moving war. And the medical-industrial complex is part of it. And we're still actively engaged. For example, there's a headline in Britain this week where they're discussing Pandemic 2. And they're telling their citizens they might need to shut down that country again. To me, this is just more fear-mongering. But it's a very significant facet of this slow-rolling war that the medical-industrial complex is a part of. And like we've got the World Health Organization, they're trying to wrestle control worldwide so they can, as an unelected body, issue dictates and mandates that the whole world must follow. So we just can't be ignoring these things. So I had the opportunity to interview Celia Farber this past week. She was a reporter on the front lines of the AIDS situation back in the 1980s. And she has decades of insights on how what I call the medical-industrial complex works and what we need to be aware of. And I want to devote as much time as I can to that conversation. And so that we can get in as much as we can, let me first say thanks to Conservatives of. who are a sponsor of this show since the beginning. They're a political action committee with a mission to help constitutionally-minded conservative Christians get elected office. We have constitutionally-minded Christian conservatives in office today because of the help of Conservatives Of. They work by donations. If you want to help candidates and causes that align with constitutional principles, then you can make a donation of any size to Conservatives Of. Just go to conservativesof.com to do that. And when you do, please be sure to say thanks for being a sponsor of the Keep the Republic show. Also, let's thank Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, you can be confident Mike's going to keep your best interest in mind and represent you with integrity. If you're selling, Mike helps you set the best price for your house and he'll help you prepare your property so it appeals to the broadest market of buyers. If you're buying, Mike helps you find the property that meets your needs. Mike's a graduate of the Realtors Institute. He holds multiple specialist designations, and he's been doing this since 2005. You can contact Michael Hahn at IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. That's IdahoInvestmentProperties.com. All right. To get the most, let's jump right into my conversation with journalist and author Celia Farber. Uh, Celia, welcome to Keep the Republic. This is your first time on the show. Welcome, and I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Daniel. Very happy to be here. You have been on the front line of this for decades. Yes. Anybody who read The Real Anthony Fauci, the book by RFK Jr., if they read that, they heard your name at least 100 times because he kept quoting you and kept quoting you. Before we get into that, I want our audience to kind of get to know you a little bit. Uh, Tell us a little bit about why you decided to start investigating Fauci back during the AIDS crisis i was
1: obsessed with a certain uh line of inquiry i was just starting out in journalism at a rock magazine called spin and i had seen from another media outlet that there was a schism between two scientists peter Duisburg and robert gallo one said hiv kills like a truck would kill clark kent on one side of the page it's a very dramatic cover peter Duisburg on the other side his quote was It's that virus is harmless. I wouldn't mind being injected with it, right? So for a young journalist looking for a story, you have to remember late 1980s, we believed that we were told, we didn't believe for no reason, we were bombarded with propaganda that AIDS was going to wipe us all out pretty much. And the publisher of Spin had said AIDS is the Vietnam of our generation. So at the time it was very much a news story. And I um, just thought it was fascinating that there was somebody, Dr. Peter Duisburg at such a high level of science, he was at the top um, and that he didn't agree. And so, you know, anytime you have a dissenter who's of a certain caliber, a whistleblower, um, most journalists want to follow that person and say, why are you saying that what they're saying is wrong? What do you know that they don't know? So it started, you know, I think just a a basic story that seemed to me to be absolutely need no explanation why it was interesting. But then very soon I discovered once we ran our first Peter Duisburg Q&A in the magazine, I discovered that the overwhelming majority of my colleagues out there thought this was strange and irresponsible and so on and so forth so very soon i was in a new kind of mess a quagmire a war to use your word inside the media as well as in the world at large and the war in the media was was this responsible journalism or irresponsible journalism and the publisher and i stood our ground that this was responsible journalism and then I suppose partly because we were so under attack all the time we doubled down we dug in and the people who also had misgivings about HIV and AZT and heterosexual spread and all these tenets of AIDS religion came to us and wanted to tell their story. So we started unfolding this work as a regular column every month in the magazine. And it just, it was sort of like not being able to get off a a train that you've bought a ticket. I couldn't get off. It wasn't, uh, yes, I had an obsession back then. I wanted to know the answer and the answers. It was a kind of Shakespearean
0: drama. Well, you know, it's interesting that you say that because I've read your book and your writing style is so uh, it, it's not just factual, right? You actually interweave it. It's almost like you say you said Shakespearean. Well, you're not you don't write Shakespearean, but you certainly tell the story. And it's a very engaging read because you don't just say, "I, gee, I talked to so and so." You describe the environment. You take the reader and you place the reader in the room with you, and you really feel like you're you're a third party to the conversation. I really want to compliment you on your writing style with that. Thank you,
1: Daniel. I think maybe I'm a frustrated playwright. I wanted to be a playwright. I just that, like how people interact with each other, how they're different, how they're similar, how they, you know, I, I just, it's endlessly fascinating to me. And this was quite, quite dramatic stuff. And there were such unbelievable characters, if I may. Now I have to say, Tony Fauci, I would call him the Godfather. He was distant. He, w- We knew that he was pulling the strings, but it was really these figures like Robert Gallo, and um, and then there were AIDS activists who were fighting for the drugs to get approved and attacking people who criticized them. So there was a, a big street brawl all the time that Tony Fauci never got, he never got himself dirtied with that. But he was, as I say, the godfather. So it wasn't until Robert F. Kennedy Jr. put a, a narrative, an investigative circle around Anthony Fauci, that even I began to see him as the uh central what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> godfather he's at the center of, of of all of it in a way that robert f kennedy jr unpacked in way more depth than any of us did at the time what we were hashing out was the scientific war about hiv and hiv drugs meaning antiretrovirals right
0: so um kind of the you, yep. you talk about, you mentioned, you know, the godfather. The word that came to my mind was the the kingpin. Yeah. He, because he was the guy doling out all the money.
1: Yes, yes. Or stopping the money, as it were, for anyone who took one single step out of line, whether it was in an interview or, God forbid, a scientific paper or even a proposal. One, I mean, it, this was like hardcore, I would say Maoist, they know that Anybody who even said, I think there are several factors involved in the cause of AIDS, goodbye funding. Anthony Fauci never funded, as far as I know, a single research study that looked at cofactors in the causation of AIDS because to, to these hardline HIV Stalinists, if I may call them that, any nice. single opening of any door you know any kind of <laughs> glasnost perestroika that they that hiv by itself wasn't the clark kent as bob gallo said right the cl- the need no other cause of aids that it just killed like a truck that it killed everyone who tested positive that it killed fast that it killed unequivocally mercilessly all those, that kind of branding of HIV in the early years was very critical to their dark success, critical
0: to getting people on toxic drugs. And one of those toxic drugs was AZT. And my understanding is that Fauci had a financial interest in that as well. He. was really pushing this AZT. I remember hearing the news. I mean, I was not reading you at the time. I was in the military at the time. I'm overseas, but I'm watching in the news and I'm seeing, okay, Arthur Ashe dies of AIDS. (laughs) And I'd come to find out after learning about all this in your book and, and Kennedy's book that, no, he didn't die of AIDS. He died from AZT. That's right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, Arthur Ashe, Rudolph Nuria, Freddie Mercury, Kimberly Bregalis, you know, so many from those early years. If if we went back, as prosecutors sometimes do, and rethink a, a murder and a suspect, if we went back, yeah, those deaths are all—we're all tragically um, iatrogenic, to use a big word. That Good means, word.
0: Yeah. Yes. So, but. This is what I want to point out to the audience, because we have a history now. You describe how the NIH and the FDA and the CDC all work together to just, these are the drugs that we have to use. As you said, we can't consider anybody else. Dewsburg and people like him were canceled way before the term was ever invented, stopped getting all kinds of money because Fauci was running the purse strings. and. He was offered the leadership role at the NIH. He turned it down. And the reason is because he would no longer have control of the purse strings for who got what kind of funding to do research. That didn't change with the COVID situation. Any talk of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, on this show we can mention those, those words, but on other radio shows or TV shows, those are the drugs that shall not be named. Why? Because if you do, you get shut down canceled I'm still getting videos that I recorded two, three years ago. I'm getting notified from YouTube. We're removing this from our channel because it violates the teachings of the World Health Organization. You can't violate what they say. That's not science. We need to be able to discuss these things. So I, what I'm trying to point out to the audiences, this is not gonna go away. Here we have in Britain, pandemic 2.0. We had the another event planning from from Bill Gates where he's planning a new enterovirus. That's the new plan, memory event 201 for COVID. Now they had event 2024, 2025 for this enterovirus. And and it's all gonna be the same thing. Anytime a doctor comes up and says, hey, I got this this uh, generic medicine that's working really well against this, they're gonna say, no, you can't discuss this. What do you th- Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, so these weird fatwas they issued uh- you know Fauci at the top um, fought was against medications treatments treatment courses and paths that were clearly on the street level working and even doctors and th- this was really doctors came out of the woodworks in this case and said but my patients are leaving the hospital when I treat them with this so what I had been through it all before, as you say, it was no surprise to me, but I saw so many, I would say maybe not naive Americans, that's the wrong word, but my Americans who had never been through this and I saw their their shock and horror. How can it possibly be that I'm I'm in trouble or you canceled my YouTube channel or you struck me from, or I get fired because I'm talking about an anti-parasitic? that won the Nobel Prize in 2000 you know for it was it was psychedelic for most people and it's it was psychedelic for me for many years to watch it and see how they weaponized and politicized that which worked that which was successful whereas that which was deadly that was like sacrosanct and popular and the good people believed in it so it felt like watching an inversion cult or something. It, To this day, I cannot really unpack it for you or explain it to you other than to say that it is the, uh, certainly uh, the strangest phenomenon in the history of American medicine, this stuff. I mean, I, I don't think anything has ever been darker. Um, and how we got here, I think you, have, you you wouldn't be surprised, you won't be surprised at my answer that it's the whole war you were describing. It's the whole agenda 2030, new world order, build back better, depopulation, et cetera, et cetera. Whichever arm of that octopus people tend to think is true or not true, but they're all operating in synchronicity. And this weird inverted abnormal Occult medicine, that's my word, occult medicine, um, is is part of it. It's part and parcel of it that, that two plus two does not equal four.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, and that's uh, um, the whole uh, 1984 idea of the government being able to rewrite history and tell us what is and what isn't and telling us what to think, what to believe. And there's no discussion. You're not going to hear about it on what is called the mainstream media. They don't talk about this because what do you you happen to know what percentage of advertising money comes from pharmaceuticals? It's huge. Maybe 35 to 50 percent. It's huge. It was even more than that. But but you have to remember also the
1: Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. People like that are also funding. If you look at their website, Mm -hmm. you will see a list a mile long of every media outlet you've ever heard of funded by them.
0: Okay. And what's interesting, because I did see that. Yeah. So what was interesting to me is you never see any advertising for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or anything. It's all just money. It's influence peddling is what it is. It's influence buying. It it is. Um, right. It is a facet of this war, and you use the word octopus. Which reminded me of the James Bond movie with with the octopus little logo, right? It's the many facets of this war. It's a death by a thousand cuts. Right. And we're just talking about the medical industrial complex with this today. But there's many facets to this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We are talking with Celia Farber, uh, author of the book Serious Adverse Events, The Uncensored History of AIDS, which is a collection of her insights on what the research that she did We'll talk more about Anthony Fauci and then what's coming in with Celia Farber right after this. Going to take a quick break here to give a shout out to the Exodus Institute, which you can find at thinkexodus.org. The Exodus Institute is a fully accredited K-12 online school, fully credentialed teachers, Christian values, no political agendas, no woke indoctrination. And if you're already homeschooling, they have a supplemental program for kids in the fifth through twelfth grade. On-demand video, they do all the teaching, they do all the grading. Only 20 bucks a month, and you can cancel anytime. Learn more by going to thinkexodus.org. That's thinkexodus.org. Also, when was the last time you got the windows cleaned on your house? Picture Perfect Window Cleaning does both business and residential. And by the way, they do more than window cleaning. They also do gutter cleaning, pressure washing, and screen repair. And you can save yourself some money if you tell them that you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show. You're going to get $50 off any window cleaning job over $250 or 10% off your bill, whichever is greater. Just tell them you heard about them on the Keep the Republic show to get your savings. Visit windowcleaningboise.com. That's windowcleaningboise.com. All right. A lot more stuff ahead with Celia Farber. Let's go right back to it.
1: I want to remind people, and here's what I wish Americans would be enraged about and and would have been enraged about this whole time. Uh, What is Tony Fauci's, what was Tony Fauci's authority? Of course he has his position. What was his track record? His track record was that he oversaw scare PSYOP, terror PSYOP after terror PSYOP, psychological operation on HIV and AIDS over decades, not one of which panned out or came true. When COVID hits in 2020, it goes next level into not not only had he not proven or they not proven that we any of us were at any risk in all these uh, ways that all these dense steps. Not only was that not proven, not explained, not it was not found in the entire history of epidemiology. Okay, now if you look at the nation of Sweden. Where it just so happens I grew up, so I speak Swedish, so I listened to all their press conferences with the the equivalent of Fauci in Sweden, very opposite to Fauci, a man named Anders Tegnell, who you may remember, and he... He did not depart from what was known about disease epidemiology. Namely, there's no such thing as asymptomatic spread. So every so he never locked down Sweden. He never put a child in a mask. He never closed a school. They, with him at the head of it, Sweden did just fantastic, and they don't have traumatized children commit having committed suicide. All the the, the horrors but also Sweden alone demonstrates categorically that everything we were put through all the way to all the crushed businesses, all the despair, all the suicides, all of it was completely unfounded and had no scientific roots or bare whatsoever, had no scientific foundation. So what we should learn from this is that the American people, will never again tolerate being dictated as though we are suddenly in a public health communist dictatorship. We may not hug our grandmother. We may not see our grandmother or mother in the nursing home. We may not all this craziness. We must have a balance of powers that somehow that that they can't just say anything because they will. And guess what next time, even if it's not another virus quote unquote deadly virus it will be another something it will be a climate a weather catastrophe or an alien landing or something and it's but but we you know them by their sudden out of the blue terror campaign by them i mean i'm just going to call them the globalist elites are you do we agree on that term oh
0: absolutely right right self-appointed globalist elites self-appointed
1: globalist elites and this is exactly how they abuse and terrorize and vandalize and rob people of, of of every freedom of property of everything and so the the entire conversation now should be about what can we the of course the founding fathers couldn't have imagined something like this what can we do to protect ourselves, to protect our families, to protect our businesses, to protect our our sen- In fact, it's 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 every facet of life that they attacked.
0: Uh you talked about the the, the DOD co-opting, the, the, the military-industrial complex co-opting all this. The DOD helped fund yes the Wuhan uh research lab in China. Yeah, the do what's the dod doing funding? gain of function research, what are your thoughts
1: on that? That doesn't actually surprise me. It was Peter Duisburg who told me many years ago, all of these organizations are military, right? We have a surgeon general, they sit there with their uniforms, their stripes, the the, the military industrial complex and the so-called public health apparatus they were born together and have emerged together. I believe it was the CDC that was the first one and it came out of the Civil War, maybe something to do with malaria. Sorry, my history is a little bit weak there. Their root system is entirely conjoined. But in the American mind, these are doctors they are uh, they're not people lording over enormous kind of you might say war budgets we expect that of the so-called military industrial complex but we expect these guys to be well i don't you (laughs) know (laughs) anymore you know benign and helpful and they want everybody to be okay so so all all of this has to be reassessed and frankly the the absolute darkness of the public health apparatus, I think pu- public. I don't even like to say public health. It's a very, it's it, it's it's a very dangerous animal. What is public health? There's health. There's just health. What makes people healthy? What makes people sick? It's very simple. By and large, poisons make people sick. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's interesting, a lot of folks also don't understand the interplay of the health agencies, and I use the word health in quotes, the same as you, but you've got the NIH, the National Institutes for Health, which basically was born out of some institute in Maine about 100 and some odd years ago, but it's now 21 different departments or agencies, each with a little focus, and so their whole job, their function is research. They're not supposed to proclaim public policy, they're just supposed to do the research, they work hand in hand with the FDA because the NIH, the, people, the the National Institutes for Health, work with the pharmaceuticals in developing drugs to solve these so-called illnesses. Then the FDA has to approve them, the Food and Drug Administration, they do food and drugs and products for safety features. And then the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, they're supposed to be the ones that promote the health and safety practices. So these agencies do have some overlap. They do work together, but they are separate distinct agencies, each with their own magical little budget that they're always going to Congress and asking for more money. And you got something in, to say?
1: In fact, Daniel, and that was an amazing description you just gave. That whole thing you just described uh, is a mega. Let's okay. Will you go back to our word octopus? That octopus is feeding off of us. Or like a big tick sucking. In other words, it it is preying on us to keep it alive. It does nothing to keep us alive. We don't need it to keep us alive. We need it to get away from us so that we might stay alive. Because it has become a lethal, dysfunctional uh, apparatus.
0: And yet as we talked about, they keep going back to Congress or the president saying we need more money to fight this big monster that we just discovered. And it's a big setup, if you ask me. We got about a minute left in the show. Uh, Your book is serious adverse events, the uncensored history of AIDS. If somebody were to buy your book, what would be some of the things that you'd like them to get out of it?
1: Uh, the first chapter is called The Passion of Peter Duisburg, and it's the one that maybe means the most to me. It's about exactly what Fauci and his minions did to this incredible scientist who was invited over here from the Max Planck Institute in Germany. And what we did to him is, is a blight and a shame on the history of American science. Mm-hmm. It's all detailed in that first chapter, but also there's a couple chapters where I, I, I crossed Africa for a month in the early 90s looking for AIDS in Africa, didn't find it, found malaria, TB, conventional subtropical diseases. It's so many lies that the only thing I want to say to people is be prepared for the possibility that every single thing they said was a lie. <laughs>
0: I squeezed in as much of that interview as I could. Catch the entire video of that interview at keeptherepublic.us. This is Daniel Bobinski. I'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic. Sponsored by Conservatives of. Picture-perfect window cleaning. Michael Hahn of Fathom Realty. ThinkExodus.org. Also, please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.